welcome everyone to the Polaris podcast. I have with me Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well. So Jeff is our chief investment officer. And then, of course, I am Jeremy Whitbeck, one of the partners of the firm. So Jeff, uh, looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of volatility in the markets as of recent. And curious to see what your thoughts are regarding this volatility. What do you believe the causes? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the number one thing that we're starting to see out there is volatility is, is directly uh, correlated to the VIX is what we're talking about, uh, VIX. Uh, is directly tied into what you see with uh, market price movement. And we've started to see uh, a little bit of a sell-off here in the market. So uh, we had our markets peak back in early September. We had a, a tough September uh, as an overall, uh, but really the markets kind of bottomed out uh, towards the end of September and started to rebound some as uh, talk of stimulus was coming into the, uh, the, the general public uh, ears. And then Really, as we've gotten closer to the election, uh, a lot of rhetoric going on there. And as we've uh, started to see uh, some serious things going on with regard to COVID, we've seen a sell-off. And so uh, today, uh, as an example, we're starting to see volatility and we'll see where this uh, day ends. But uh, we've got uh, the, the volatility index up to almost 40. Uh, we, that is higher than where it was back in September when we had our sell-off. Uh, and uh, if we were to close where we are right now, uh, it would be higher than uh, or just about the same levels that we saw back in June uh, where we saw a spike there. Uh, so really, uh, obviously, we saw far greater volatility in the uh, February, March uh, drop and into April as we were recovering. But we're starting to see a pickup in it. And, uh, you know, volatility is a fear gauge. And so we're starting to start to see a little bit more fear creeping into this market, uh, which I think is understandable given some of what's going on. Yeah, Jeff, and I know uh, we always talk about during elections and especially leading up to the election that volatility is to be expected and is completely normal. Obviously, this year is anything but normal with a lot of the things going on. Do you mind walking us through what's been happening on the COVID front? So I know that there was a big wave that went through at the beginning of the year, and now it appears that uh, there's a lot more talk and chatter with regard to COVID. What are the what are some of the trends that we're seeing take place right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that we've we've talked about certain things before, also where uh, we've discussed, hey, this is all about COVID. Um, the recovery of our economy, uh, really everything is driving uh, as a driving factor behind that. But you just, just let's just start off with the United States. I mean, right now uh, we've had our daily new cases hit all-time highs. Uh, we had that happen a few days ago. Our seven-day moving average uh, is setting new highs. Thankfully, uh, if we're going to find some silver lining in all of this, thankfully. What we are seeing is uh, hospitalization rates, they are starting to creep up, which I think is starting to frighten people, but you are seeing our death rate uh, remain low, at least for right now. And uh, is that attributable to just the advancements in treatment or do they know why uh, the death rates uh, been lower than what we experienced the last go around? Well, I think it's a couple things. Uh, one is there is, you know, we do know how to treat it better. Um, I mean, obviously, there's no vaccine at this point uh, to 
uh, truly either keep it out of somebody, you know, in the way of a polio or a flu vaccination, um, or polio more so than than a flu, but a flu at least would get your antibodies up to be able to fight it off. Uh, but what you're really looking at is uh, not having a stampede going into uh, hospitals. Uh, when people get really sick, obviously, as we've already know, uh, I've learned about uh, being on ventilation systems is key. Uh, so when you overtax a hospital, is it, uh, hospital uh, the overall hospital system, then you're really running the risk of having death rates go up substantially. And that's really one of the fears that's out there right now. And I think that that's where you're starting to see uh, a little bit of a pickup here with uh, with uh, the volatility and the markets dropping off a little bit is that people are starting to fear. Uh, okay, we're starting to see our our rates going up to all record highs. Yes, a lot of what's going on is hitting younger people today versus having people that were more at risk, which is also part of the attribution of of why we've seen less of a death rate. But uh, what the the scary part is is that there was a prediction that we would have a spike in rates uh, come winter. Uh, last time I checked, we're in fall. Uh, th this is seeming to, to be coming very quickly and, uh, and almost at an exponential rate. So I think a lot of people are very fearful that this is gonna get out of control again very quickly. And if it were to get out of control, uh, the only way that we have to combat it again is by shutting down parts of our economy. So I think that there's some fear that uh, uh, you'll see a reversion of some of the steps that we've been making in the way of of progress to get back on our feet again. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. It, it feels a little bit like the tale of two cities where on the one hand, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was reading headlines that uh, they were expecting record earnings for a lot of companies as we go into the holiday sales and uh, certainly a lot of optimism, maybe even a little bit of euphoria in that uh, the summer was a vast improvement over what we experienced in February and March. And now uh, on the other side, we're seeing uh, a lot of fear escalate because we haven't been able to control this. And it's not just localized to the U.S., but it appears the world's really having a hard time keeping this under wraps. Do you mind giving some thoughts as to kind of how those two different uh, pieces are pulling the market in different directions and really what is driving the market right now? Is it more fundamentally driven? Is it technically driven, sentiment driven? Well, it's it's really sentiment and uh, and tech uh, and basically what you're talking about. I mean, and again, just trying to process a little bit of the overall uh, discussion point because uh, you really kind of hit on on several things that are worth talking about. You are seeing a huge spike going on uh, in Europe right now. Uh, so really, kind of as we uh, interweave these things together, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, and challenging way of kind of navigating it. Um, you know, technical evaluations are, are driven uh, by other things typically that they can either be macroeconomics or fundamentals, they can be sentiment driven. And really what we've got right now is, is sentiment driving everything. Uh, and the best way of reading that is by looking at technical evaluations. Um, but we're starting to see, you know, things abroad uh, that could very easily be kind of a precursor to what we're seeing here. Uh, where you're seeing shutdowns in Italy, um, you've got cases in, in Europe that are at their highest rates, period. Um, you know, we do too, but uh, again, uh, it seems to be hitting Europe a little bit faster and harder and earlier than we are. Um, and the fear that I have is, again, you know, as you start looking at weather reports and as things get colder, 
uh, again, um, how do people dine outside? You know, that was part of, of what has helped the uh, restaurant world uh, recover. And while we're both sitting here in California in 70 degree weather, uh, it's not the case in most other places in the country. Uh, I was talking to family in Chicago. It's already starting to snow there. Uh, talking to family in New York, it's been ugly, not quite snow yet, but when you're talking about 40s and raining, that's not sitting outside, even if you have uh, some sort of covering, uh, that's not dining outside kind of weather. So um, as we start seeing some of the service industry that really was reliant upon uh, good spring and summer weather to be able to uh, to really take advantage of and just kind of spread their wings, so to speak, a lot of that is going to be clipped. And uh, I think that we're going to start to see a little bit of a reversion uh, to what's going on there. Gotcha. Well, and Jeff, then based on that uh, that information, I'm curious then, what are your thoughts with regard to uh, portfolio construction? Just kind of taking this in a different direction, although I think it's, uh, it's a great one for our audience. What should they be thinking about with regard to uh, making tactical shifts? Well, we, we already started to make them ourselves uh, yesterday. It was, you know, having this just exact discussion within our investment team, which is, you know, where do we, where do we pull back? Where do we, where do we start to uh, uh, start placing money? Uh, there are some areas that are looking better than others. Um, again, the work from home uh, and play from home the themes continue to be good and continue to be strong. Uh, on the flip side, you know, we, we got out of uh, our exposure to some of the dining companies and suppliers of and, and so on, where uh, you're going to, I think, start to see a little bit of reversion within the, the uh, entertainment world, um, so to speak. Again, specifically within uh, live entertainment, not you know, I think that you're going to continue to see certain things like Netflix and other work from home and play from home things continue to do fine. Uh, but, you know, it's we're going to start being sequestering and, you know, sheltering at home again and with not much to do other than to stare at each other. So uh, <laughs> if you want to be actually entertained, uh, unless your spouse is really entertaining, uh, you will be looking to things like uh, uh, like Netflix and Hulu and gaming and other things for uh, for that entertainment. Uh, other things that we're also looking at within it is you know, how long this lasts. I mean, there, the, that is really a a huge contributing factor. And and so once the election's behind us, if we do see stimulus, that could be something that would stop a pullback in the marketplace. Uh, if there is further advancement of uh, a vaccination of any kind, then we might would probably see. Uh, the market start to, to rally off of those things. Um, there are doctors that I talk to that are in the field that are very optimistic that we might have something by the end of the year. Uh, I talk to others and they, they're talking about the end of next year. And so you're getting this huge spectrum, which I think again is adding to the volatility where you've got this optimism on the short end. And not that I would say it's pessimistic, but I think most of us are pretty tired of what we've already dealt with. We're or getting a little bit of battle fatigue of what's happening. And I think that's also leading to a little bit of the increase in COVID is that people are getting to a point where they're like, well, forget it. If I get it, I get it. And well, that is a way of viewing it. It's a very dangerous way of looking at it. And uh, obviously uh, with the ability to spread and this thing being as contagious as it is, uh, my fear is that we continue to see 
uh, an expansion of what we're dealing with with, with COVID. And we see another uh, really kind of taxing on our hospital system, a second wave there, which I think would be, you know, where you'd start to see death rates go up. And I mean, there is fear of it going up as high as 2,000 people a day, which is where we were uh, when we didn't know anything about this and we, we didn't have, uh, you know, people backfilling some of the needs of the hospital system with ventilation systems and so on. Yeah, and Jeff, during that, uh, you actually touched on the stimulus that took place in February and March and through April and May that really helped to uh, uh, not only um, inject money into the economy, but also uh, helped cause the markets to rally and start to uh, dramatically improve, even though we weren't out of the woods yet. I'm curious to hear your thoughts regarding this go around. And does it uh, look like we're going to get another type of package? Um, does it look like it's going to wait until after the election? And if so, what would the uh, expectation be then on the markets if we don't get something until after the election? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Unfortunately, right now I I, I see the stimulus as almost a uh, a political card that, that is being played by both sides. Again, going back to how agnostic we must be as a portfolio management firm uh, when looking at these types of things. But uh, they, they're holding, both parties are holding people's lives in their hands by holding back on uh, doing stimulus. When you kind of look back to what went on, I mean, and again, our economy has shrunk at a level that we've not seen uh, since World War II. Um, and really, uh, we're not through this thing yet. So it's very possible that we'll surpass that and we'll be at levels that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. And you know, I know that neither one of us were alive and uh, uh, breathing at that point, but we all, we are both students of history, and you've seen the lines where you had people in soup kitchen lines, you had people that were sleeping on the streets and 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 public housing and so on. That's what the stimulus is actually prohibiting. So if you really wanted to have a shock to the system, uh, you don't do it, and then people are kicked out of their homes, and then they need government assistance. And then it hits the financial system because they're they're losing money because they have no you know, way of being able to pay for mortgages and, and rent and other things of that nature. It would just be a, a massive domino effect. So while this is definitely taxing our uh, government's abilities to raise rates in the future and we're going into further and further debt as a country, it's the lesser of evils. And so looking at a, a next package, uh, it's it's a a second wave of what's needed, unfortunately. Um, I don't necessarily want to pay people an additional $600 on top of unemployment where you had, uh, if the statistic was correct, 74% of the people that were on unemployment were actually making more money being unemployed when that, than they were working. Obviously, we don't want that side of it, but on the other side, we also don't want people starving to death. So somewhere in the middle uh, where we can make sure that People aren't kicked out of their homes. Kids aren't sleeping on the street. Um, so that when we do have a vaccine to this, that the economy can pick back up and uh, and quickly get onto its feet rather than having a, a massive paradigm shift uh, where the banking system gets rocked. Uh, obviously, the restaurant industry would be completely rocked. Uh, it, it would have ill effect on, on really almost every part of our economy if we weren't to step in and prop it up in this situation. So it's it's not even an option, uh, but predicting when it will come, I mean, we're a week away from the election. Um, every once in a while, you'll you'll hear a little toddling 
uh, back and forth with, with both parties that they're uh, going to try to get something together. I personally think it doesn't happen until after the election. And then, you know, whoever wins the election will be the savior swooping in uh, to get this thing done. Gotcha. Well, it'll be interesting to uh, watch to see how that plays out. Um, Jeff, uh, I guess any last comments or thoughts as to how, uh, as individuals, we can try to uh, prevent or at least uh, reduce the severity of the uh, the winter outbreak? Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, first and foremost, I mean, be smart. Uh, be smart, be safe with yourself. I mean, uh, we did send out masks to all of you. So if you haven't gotten a mask and you want one, please uh, uh, reach out. Uh, it might have been taken by your mailman who liked our mask. But, uh, uh, but you know, first and foremost, I mean, you, you need to be smart about it. Uh, Polaris continues to be smart about it. We, every once in a while, are getting asked for in-person meetings, which we are not doing. Uh, we're not going to subject you or us to the possibility of, of having uh, um, being subjected to the, the, the possibility of having COVID. Uh, but beyond it, I mean, when it comes to like your financial health, uh, we are going to be very nimble with what's going on with your portfolios. I mean, within our equity portfolios, we already have uh, approximately a 15% buffer uh, built in right now of cash compared to where we would be normally. Uh, versus our benchmarks, uh, we will be looking at this and making decisions on uh, do we want to take it down further. Um, so you, you need to be um, flexible, I guess is one way of saying it, but you need to be very agile uh, to how you're managing your money in these circumstances. And uh, as we've discussed before, I mean, it's not about being right. It's about being right at the right time. And, and it's not about being arrogant about it. Uh, we'd rather be partially right than completely wrong. So uh, let's not be completely wrong with what's happening. I mean, uh, let's hope that the that we do find a vaccine when we do see one and when the, when stimulus does come in, I think you probably see a nice rally off of that. Uh, each one individually is a deal changer. Uh, but before then, I mean, obviously, again, we're starting to see this uh, pretty uh, severe spike in COVID. The risk of having our economy shut back down is out there. You're seeing it in Italy, you're seeing it in other places in Europe. I just hope that we don't have to go through the same thing ourselves. And the only way that we don't is by actually being vigilant uh, and being patient with what we're dealing with as a, a society. Well, well said, Jeff, and really appreciate your perspective on that. Um, as always, uh, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed the conversation. Have a nice week, Jeremy. You bet. And thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, be safe and be healthy. Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, is a federally registered investment advisor. The information, statements, and opinions expressed in this material are provided for general information only and are subject to change without notice. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security, and is not intended as individual or specific advice. It should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice. Polaris Wealth does not offer professional, legal, or tax advice. All information contained herein is believed to be accurate, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. 
No advice may be rendered by Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, unless a client service agreement is in place.